Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business and part two of this series on busyness. So we kicked off last week in episode 156, where I explained how I have personally been struggling with busyness. And I've also had a lot of people around me who've been struggling too. So I created this three-part series to really, really deep dive and understand what is at the root cause of busyness and to dig down deep and really, really understand the beliefs and stories that cause this busyness behavior. In last week's episode, I shared a list of five things, five signs that tell you you are way too busy. Then I walked you through the process of figuring out what is the root cause of you being busy because, you know, we can never fix something at the surface. We've got to always dig deeper to the root to figure it out. And then lastly, I shared five great tips to help you unbusy yourself. I hope you loved that episode. And I have a lot of content and a lot of tough love in there for you. But I know you can handle it. If you didn't listen to that episode, I would suggest that you press pause, you head back and check out episode 156. And this episode is going to make so much more sense, I promise. Last week, I also shared two bonus tips. And I'm going to focus on one of those tips in this episode decluttering, the power uh, of decluttering. It's a biggie, and it's so big, in fact, it deserved its very own episode. Decluttering is one of the most powerful things you can do to unbusy yourself. Why, you ask? Because when we declutter, we do it at many different levels to ensure that we get the maximum impact. And when we declutter in our physical space, we also declutter inside, right? Energetically at a metaphysical level. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. I'm going to walk you through how to declutter in four different areas of your life. And I'm going to give you strategies and tools for each different one. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? The first place that I want to focus on decluttering is your weekly calendar. Yes, your schedule. And in last week's episode, I shared a personal example of what happens in my life that causes me to be busy all the time. When an opportunity comes up for an event, a meeting, coffee, anything, my first reaction is to look at my calendar to see if I'm free in that slot. And if I'm free and it makes sense, then I say yes and I slot it in. And you might think, well, of course you did, Julie. That's what everybody does. But there's something that's missing, and that is the zooming out and checking in on the overall energy level of what is going on for the rest of the day. So in terms of decluttering your calendar, here's what I want you to do. I want you to have a look at the last mm, two weeks or so of your schedule, and I want you to assess how you spent your time. Was it doing high-impact activities, or was there something else here that you could have handed off to someone else? Remember, in the last couple episodes, we've been talking about zone of genius and how we want to spend as much time in our zone of genius as possible. So check in and be really honest with yourself. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, 
Well, I have no idea how I've spent the last two weeks, let alone the last day. Then I think it's time for you to actually start tracking and ideally planning your days. This is really, really important, and I should likely pull over to the curb here and remind you of something important. As a general practice, most people in business do keep a calendar, and they put things in their calendar, and you know, if they have a meeting, it goes in, a meeting request gets accepted, and that part of their calendar is blocked off. But later on in business, you will realize that your calendar starts to be jam-packed. And literally, if I look at my calendar these days, every single hour-by-hour time slot is blocked off. You have to, have to, have to get in control of your calendar and how you're spending your time. Because let's say only 20% of your available time is dedicated to meetings and appointments. So that's great. So 80% of your time is left over to do everything else. But you will hit a point where your calendar is really, really sucked up with dedicated meetings, client appointments, all kinds of things that are non-negotiable. And there's not a lot of contingency time to do everything else, which means you've got to pull back and be even more strict with your schedule. So if I'm planning out my week, every single 30-minute block gets assigned to something. So whether there's a meeting, an appointment, a client call, whatever that happens to be, I look at all those spaces in between and I assign an activity in that slot. So that might be working on a proposal, working on a client project. It could be working on social media, checking my email, paying bills, something administrative. doesn't matter what it is, but I make sure that I assign something to that time in between. This is absolutely critical. Don't let that time in between meetings just go into the ether because you need to be diligent and really, really protect your time. Okay, jumping back into the decluttering of your calendar. Once you've analyzed how you've spent your time over the last week or two weeks, ask yourself these important three questions. What activities on this calendar are absolutely critical and cannot change? Be honest. Two, next, what on here is a complete waste of time or is taking too much time? Maybe it's something that you have slotted in or you do it for an hour, but really it could be done in like 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And then lastly, what could be handed off to someone else? Remember episode 154, we talked about the different the different zones from the book, The Big Leap, right? There's four different zones, your zone of incompetence, competence, excellence, and genius. Anything that is in your calendar that is in the zone of incompetence, get it off your calendar, ASAP. Outsource it, hire someone, uh, get someone else to do it. Don't get tripped up on the fact that you don't understand it. Simply approach it like you would anything else in life, right? Ask for advice, look for experts, summarize what you need, interview three people, get quotes, get pricing, and then hire someone else to do it. This is a rudimentary formula to get things done. So if social media isn't in your zone of competence, it's okay. Learn social media should not go on your to-do list. Hire someone who knows what the heck they're doing. Now, you should also pay close attention to the items in your calendar that are on your zone of competence and your zone of excellence. And I'm going to do you a really big favor here, and I'm going to wave my magic wand, and I'm going to give you permission to make some really tough decisions, especially in terms of your commitments. 
There may be weekly meetings or mastermind groups that you've been going to for years and you've outgrown them and you're not getting any value. You know what I'm saying? If you're the smartest person in the room, you may be in the wrong room. Now, I have nothing against giving back and mentoring and helping others, but if that's what you want to dedicate your time to, check in and make sure that you're doing it in the most efficient way possible. So for example, for me, mentoring people one-to-one doesn't make sense. It makes a lot more sense to put my effort into producing this podcast and then it's unlimited the number of people that I get to mentor and really, really reach. All right, the next thing that we are going to look for is to declutter your obligations. And some of this may have surfaced when we did the work looking at your calendar in the last segment, but we're looking specifically at how you are spending your time. Is it optimal? Are you doing the best things that you can with your limited amount of time? What are the regular daily, weekly, maybe even monthly or quarterly obligations that you have in your life that are no longer serving you? Is there something that you've outgrown? And yes, this can be tough, but your time is precious and sometimes you outgrow certain things or certain people and it might be time to make some tough decisions. So a big decluttering that I did years ago was to stop networking events here in the city. So I very rarely, rarely do them, maybe once or twice a month. I hit a point where I realized that every time I went to an event, I was the only person there who was past that three-year mark, right? Everybody else was brand new or just even thinking about maybe building a business, but nobody else had anything to teach me or to share with me. And so again, I do believe strongly in giving back, but you want to make sure that you're doing that in the most efficient way possible. And for me, doing the podcast makes more sense than going around and meeting people in a one-to-one capacity. So ask yourself when it comes to obligations, Am I spending time around positive people who are supporting me and helping me grow? Am I making commitments that really serve me and give back? Or do I have toxic people in my life that I need to declutter? Do I have commitments that no longer serve me? Spend some time and really, really think about this. The next place I want to declutter is your physical space. And this can be just your desk, it can be your office, it could be your entire home, whatever you feel is appropriate to you and how you work or live. Now I cannot, cannot emphasize enough how important it is for your physical surroundings to be giving you peace of mind in your life. If you have chaos on your desk, your business will be chaos. If you have chaos in your notes or your schedule, your business will be chaos. Decluttering causes miracles and big shifts. And there are so many books and podcasts and experts out there. I've heard them over and over again, tell stories of miracle upon miracle that has happened to people once they declutter their physical space. Something shifts and they see miracles in other areas of their life. It is literally life changing for them. It really, really is. So rather than being reactive, I want you to be in a 
proactive sense. And I want you to make sure that your physical space is clean and tidy. And I want you to evoke creativity. And this will allow you to do the best and the most creative work that you can do. If you feel so inclined, you can even look into feng shui for office or for work. There's lots of lots of tips that can be used around how to rearrange your office, um, how to put certain objects on your desk. I think they even go so far as talking about what shapes you should be putting in your logos. You know, there's lots of great wisdom that you can be using in your physical space to allow for more prosperity, more energy flow, more creativity. So take a minute and ask yourself right now, does my working space inspire me? Does it? Another area to look is at the desktop of your computer. I'm so guilty here. Every month or so, I have to sit down and clean my off. I have files and pictures that just build up. And so once a month or so, I sit down and I take, you know, at least half an hour and I clean off, I file things that are on my desktop, old pictures, whatever that happens to be for some, I don't know where this bad habit came from, but I just use my desktop kind of like a placeholder for things that I need to read later. And so having that time to sit down, go through it all, clear it off, back up my laptop, ah, it feels so good. Just having that fresh start. Okay, the last place that I want you to declutter, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, but we're working from the outside in. We decluttered your calendar, your meetings with others. This is the outside world. Then we decluttered your obligations, your relationships with others. Then we decluttered your physical space, either your office, desk, home environment. And now I want to come to you, specifically inside to your mindset. We're going to go way, way deep into that mindset of yours because your mindset is your blueprint for success. When was the last time you checked in on your beliefs? I like to think of your mindset as your OS or your operating system. Every once in a while, there's a new operating system that you have to upgrade on your phone or your computer right? I run a Mac and so they get pushed out to me and I always get these little notifications and I ignore them as long as humanly possible thinking that it's going to be some big inconvenience when I have to do it but it actually never really is. Now this is just a behavior or a belief right here. This is me believing that when I get notifications it's going to be a big deal. So This is a little bit of homework that I'm going to take away from me. I'm going to look at shifting my belief around installing updates on my computer. Because typically I just ignore them or I hit snooze and then something starts to go buggy and I think, oh, I guess I better install those updates. And then magically all the bugs fix on my laptop, all the wonky things and everything's right again. So your OS on your computer is responsible for managing all other programs. Think of it like a master program. When we use our computer each day, we don't have to spark up the operating system or even acknowledge that it's there. It's just there in the background like a faithful, trusty friend. We don't question whether it works, it just works. Just like your computer or your laptop, you have an OS, it's your mindset. It's your beliefs. Think of it like a program running in the background that enables you to function and do your day-to-day activities. 
Your mindset is made up of data, of knowledge, of experiences, of beliefs. And most of us don't wake up and wonder if our mindset is working today or if it's optimized. We just dive right into our day and start working on our morning tasks, right? Just like you do upgrades on your phone or your laptop, every once in a while, it becomes necessary to upgrade your mindset. We need to constantly be upgrading to stay current with all the things that we're doing. If we don't stay current, we won't grow and we might fall far behind. Some examples of things that you may need to upgrade in your mindset are beliefs about your success or your potential, being an expert, your beliefs or thermostat for money or earning potential. That's a biggie. Your big dreams, things that are hard, heck, things that are easy. Sometimes I see clients get stuck in their own language and limitations. They become so used to saying that something was hard, they just say it without thinking. So check in and see what it is that you want to upgrade with your mindset and your beliefs. And for me, I've got a little bit of homework. I'm going to shift my belief around upgrades and notifications. I promise I'm going to focus on this and see if I can't get this shifted in my mindset and install that update as soon as I possibly see it next time. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on decluttering. This was episode two in our three-part series on how to unbusy yourself. Now, I gave you four great areas of your life to declutter. Your weekly calendar, your obligations, your physical space, and most importantly, your mindset. Now, these are just four examples of how you can declutter as a strategy in your life. Remember, we often think of our physical space when we think of decluttering and how, you know, we think of that show Hoarders, right, where people just have junk piles in their home. But you can declutter in virtually any area or any aspect of your life. You could even use decluttering with a business process or a procedure to make it more efficient. When it comes to decluttering, the world is your oyster. You can use it anywhere and everywhere. And I know it might feel overwhelming to think about doing this, but you sometimes have to get started. Just suck it up and invest the time and find a way to get it done because you will literally reap the rewards every single day afterwards, I promise. Stay tuned next week for episode number three in this series on how to unbusy yourself. Remember, your business won't grow until you do. And by decluttering, you are creating so much new space for you and your business to grow into. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.